Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Hi, and welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 272. Today I want to talk about why self-care is so vital to functioning well as a parent. Yesterday was a very challenging day for me and nothing about it on the outside was all that bad. It was all how I was responding to it on the inside. We, we talk about PMS, right? Every, this doesn't happen to me every month, thankfully, but maybe once or twice a year, I feel like I go through a period of time, usually anywhere from four hours to almost a full day, where I feel like I have been taken over by aliens or by an angry monster. And I am just angry about everything. Every little thing feels like it's going wrong and every little thing irritates me and makes me furious. Well, yesterday was one of those days. I haven't had one of those days in a really long time, maybe a year. And so... Uh, my husband has helped helped me several years ago, maybe five to ten years ago. He helped me to notice when it was happening because he was he didn't know what was happening, but he was bringing it to my attention when he was noticing it and saying, "My gosh, you seem so angry at everything. What's going on?" And he helped me to recognize that my inner dialogue is normally extremely positive or neutral. So if I go outside and it's sunny, then in my head, I might make a comment in my head, oh my gosh, what a beautiful sunny day. Or I might not think anything. But when I am having these hormonal periods, the inner dialogue is just negative and nasty and angry. So let's say if I um, spill my water cup on the table, that when I'm being possessed by angry aliens, in my head I might say, oh, of course you spilled your effing water cup because you spill everything or nothing goes right for you. And I, have, I hear this angry, angry uh, voice in my head. And 
or maybe I, you know, I'm writing with a pencil and the pencil point breaks. And that angry voice will say, of course your pencil point broke. Why wouldn't it? And it's a really snippy, nasty voice. And I notice it curses a lot. And the thoughts I have are very nasty and I'm cursing like a sailor, like a sailor in my mind. But I don't normally do that in my regular life. So he helped me to, to put these uh, pieces together several years ago. And so now when it happens, I'm much better at noticing it. He doesn't have to point it out to me. I'm better at noticing it myself. And a lot of times, even bringing awareness, me bringing awareness or becoming aware that I'm currently being taken over by aliens <laughs> like that is a huge step towards not letting them control my life and my thought processes and my reactions to people. So just that awareness is a huge step in kind of dealing with it. Well, yesterday, my uh, my daughter was unfortunately the trigger for this angry monster that took me over. I had a, a, an, a session with a new couple that I'm working with. But they wanted to meet in person, which was, which is not common. Most of my parents that I work with are happy to talk over the phone. That, that means that way I don't have to be limited geographically. I can work with people all over the country or all over the world, really. But this, this family lives close by, so they wanted to meet in person. So this week that I'm recording this happens to also be spring break. And so my kids are home and I'm juggling work. One night I worked until one in the morning because my daughter was having a sleepover and my son, my other son was at his friend's house and my younger son was playing games with my daughter and her friends. So everybody was happily occupied and I said, I'm going to use this opportunity to get some work done. And so I've been juggling work a lot, which I do when they're home, and I'm so grateful that... I have the ability to juggle my work and I don't have to leave to a nine to five job. I can squeeze it in where I can squeeze it in. But anyway, so yesterday, this new family wanted to meet me in person. So I had to leave the house instead of having a session on the phone, you know, just going to a quiet room and having a session on the phone, I had to leave the house. And so my husband was out work at work he had a couple things to do and my older son was out with his friends and then my younger son's the friend the mother of one of my younger son's friends organized a get together for a couple of the boys so it was going to work out perfectly the get together was to start at 1 and one of the moms was going to pick my son up at 12:45 and so 12.45 comes, 12.45 goes. I was supposed to meet the new family for the session at 1. And the drive is about 11 or 12 minutes from my house. So it was going to be perfect. Except for the fact that the mom was late getting to my house to pick up my son. I didn't really want to leave there. I didn't really want to leave home until... 
I knew that she had possession of him. So I waited a couple minutes, a couple minutes, a couple minutes. Finally, I said, oh my gosh, I can't wait anymore. I'm going to be late. And so I just texted her and said, I had to leave for work. Please let me know when you are have him in your possession. So then she texted me when she got him, which was just a couple minutes later. So I ended up getting to the appointment at 101 when I should have been there at 1. Actually, I should have been there a few minutes earlier, and that's what I was planning on. So I already started the session a little bit late and feeling a little bit frazzled inside. And before I left home, I told my daughter, who was home alone because the rest of us were out, I'm going, I have an appointment, I'll be back. And she was feeling very tired and lethargic from the sleeping, uh, the sleepover that she had two days prior. And so I told her at 10 o'clock, you really should get up. You really need to eat some breakfast and get started. You were going to work on your homework today. And she said, I'm so tired. I can't, I can't. Well, she ended up going back to sleep and taking a nap. And so when I left at, at 1245 or so, she still wasn't up. She still hadn't had breakfast. She wasn't dressed, nothing. She was having a very slow day. So I said to her, you really need to get up and get dressed and start your day. I mean, it's almost one o'clock and I'm leaving and Brady's leaving and you'll be here by yourself. So then I left. So I get to my appointment and my phone, which is on vibrate in my pocket, starts blowing up with text messages. And I'm wondering what in the heck is going on? So I just took my phone out of my back pocket and laid it on my lap under the table, took one glance at it to see that it was the group text of the moms who were involved in the play date with my younger son. So I figured I'm not going to answer this. If, if he's injured or something, they'll call me to break through or they'll handle it and then I'll find out about it after my session is done. So I didn't bother. And the text message was blowing up. And then one of the one or two of the text messages was my daughter. Where are you? No one's home. And I just didn't even look at the phone. Well, then the phone rang. It was on silent, but I could feel it ringing on my lap. And I glanced down at it to see that it was her, that it was my daughter. And I didn't answer it. And then a minute later, it rang again, and it was her again, and I didn't answer it. And then a minute later, it rang for the third time, and I looked down, and it was her. And I said to my my clients, can you just excuse me for one second? My daughter has called me three times. She's home alone. I need to make sure there's no emergency. So they said, oh, sure, go ahead. So I answered the phone. Hello. She says, where are you? I said, I'm working. Remember I told you? I forgot. When will you be home? I said, I'll call you later. So that was that. I put the phone down. I said, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to make sure there was no emergency. So my phone continues to blow up on my lap. I get done the session. It was a great session, by the way. I get done the session and it's supposed to end at two. And then I had a call another work call that was supposed to go 2 to 2.15 very promptly because that was the window of time. We didn't end up finishing up our session until 2.07. So I was already halfway through 
the two, the 15-minute appointment I had with someone else. So I get on the Zoom call with this person at 2.08, and I'm on my phone on a Zoom call. So Zoom is like a video conferencing platform. So I get immediately on the Zoom call, apologize, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, my session ran over, whatever. We start talking. Then I get a text message from my son who's out with his friends at the beach. Can you put $10 in my account for lunch? Because they were going to eat, eat out and I didn't give him any money to spend, uh, you know, for food before he left. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'll do that in eight minutes when I hang up the phone. Then, so I went over to the text message and I said, I'm on the phone. I'll do it when I'm done. And when, when you do that, your zoom call gets cut off. So then I went back to the zoom call and the lady said, Oh, I couldn't hear you. What did you say? You got cut off. So then my son calls me, which really cuts off the zoom call. So I declined and I went back to the text and I said, I am on the phone. I'll do it when I'm done. And he said, can you call Faith? She's freaking out because she can't find, she, because you won't answer her. So then I go over to, I go back to the lady to repeat what I was saying because I know it's cut me off. And then my daughter calls and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I have been spammed on the phone for the last hour and 15 minutes and it's only an hour and 15 minutes I'm trying to work if I'm working at home on the computer and they need me it's fine I can just shift my focus back and forth and it's fine but when I'm in a session with a client I need to and want to give my full 100% undivided attention so I don't want the phone blowing up on me and so I, w- I could feel that I was hot under the collar. I was so enraged. And normally, if I wasn't being possessed by aliens because I was hormonal, I would be miffed about it. But that would be that. Like, okay, well, you didn't understand. You forgot. Whatever. I was working. You interrupted me. Please don't do that again. Instead, when I hung up the phone call at about 2.20 or the Zoom call, my daughter called again, and she was very upset because she didn't know where I was, I wasn't responding, and my my younger son's phone was broken, the screen was broken, so he couldn't really see what was going on, and it turned out that she went in, she heard a noise, and she went into the room where the phone was, the phone ended up being under the couch, so she had to find it, But someone was talking, like on speakerphone. Hello, who is this? And she, and then by the time she got the phone, they had hung up. She must have, for some reason, come to the conclusion that the phone must have accidentally, on its own, dialed 911. And that she was talking to someone on 911. Or someone was talking through the phone. So she was freaking out. You know, what if the police come here? What am I going to do? I'm going to be in so much trouble. That's why she kept calling me. And so I didn't even deal with the reason she was panicking at first. I just laid into her. And I was so angry. And I said, this is ridiculous. 
I needed to work for one hour uninterrupted. And you and the moms of the playgroup or the playdate are spamming me. And then you've got Noah calling me. What are you doing? Well, I didn't remember where you were and you weren't answering. I said, that is ridiculous. Why don't you pay better attention when I specifically tell you what's happening? I have an appointment. Dad is out. Noah is out. Brady's going with his friends. You will be home alone. I will be back. Why why can't you just remember that? I specifically did what I needed to do before I left. So I was yelling at her like that. And she was feeling absolutely awful. And then I got home and it wasn't any better. I was so mad the whole afternoon. I was just furious. And so... And she was still mopey because she was still tired. She hadn't done anything. She barely ate any food. By the time I get home, it's 2.30. So I had to help her quickly get some food. And then I said, okay, when you're done eating, we're going to go for a bike ride. Because I thought, oh my gosh, I I need to move and you need to move. We need some fresh air, some sunshine. And then I wanted her to get in the shower. Because she was trying to do homework, but she couldn't focus because she felt too blah. So she ate her food. Then we get hop on the bike to go for a bike ride. And I kept kind of trying to feel the sun on my face and the breeze blowing. And it was a beautiful day and it wasn't making me feel better. Usually it will always, it will almost always make me feel better, but I could tell it's not pulling me out of this wicked, angry state that I'm in. And then we got home And she went up to take a shower. And as soon as she got out of the shower, we had to pick my son up from the volley. uh, Sorry, from his uh, play date at at his friend's house. And I had made um, an appointment at the Apple store to take his phone to get it fixed, to get the screen replaced. And he had soccer last night. So I very carefully um, planned out the whole thing. I would pick him up at 5 we would get to the Apple store at 5.35. May, I don't know how long it would take, but that when I called to make the appointment, they said about an hour. So that puts it at 6.35, roughly, 6.40. And then it's about a half an hour home, and then he had practice at 7.30. So I figured while we're waiting for the phone to get done, then we'll go and grab a bite to eat and then come back and pick up the phone. So we get there at 6.35 or 5.35 and they take the phone in and they say, come back at 6.40. And I said, okay, is 6.40 like the longest it should take or the shortest? And they said, the, the guy said, that's about, that's about accurate. So come at 6.40. So we come back at 6.40 and he said, oh, they had a little snag while they were replacing the screen or something. It's going to be a little bit longer. And I was like, oh, we're on a tight time schedule. Can you tell, can you check when? And he checked and he said, maybe about 15 minutes. And I was, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, because I'm thinking it's a half an hour home. If we don't leave here till seven, we're going to get home. He's still, my son still had to grab his cleats and his shin guards and get dressed. And then I had to drop him off. He's going to be late. And I planned this out so carefully. So Well, prior to that, when we went to eat, we went to Chipotle, which is in the same shopping center. And it was a nice day. So I said, let's sit outside. 
Well, the way the sun sets there, their outdoor tables are in the shade. So it was a little bit chilly to begin with and a little bit breezy. And then our stuff kept blowing off the table. I was so annoyed. I said, let's go inside, guys. So we went inside to finish our food. And when I picked my son up, he could tell by the first word I said to him, he could tell that I was not in a good mood. And he commented on it. I said, look, I am not in a good mood right now. So it would just be best if you just don't say or do anything that's going to make it worse. And so some sometime between Chipotle and walking back to the Apple store, I could I started to feel that angry energy starting to drain out of my body not quickly but slowly but I could feel the level going down and I was noticing that that voice that nasty voice in my head was getting quieter and I was remembering how important our mindset is when we think positive thoughts we're going to and look for positive things we're going to find it When we think negative, lack-based thoughts and look for those things, we're going to find them. So when I got to the Apple store and he said, possibly 15 more minutes, I wasn't as furiously angry as I would have been if he had told me that, you know, an hour earlier. I I was not happy about it, but I thought, okay... This is not good, but 6.55. If we can get it at 6.55 and then get home by 7.25, I can get him there close to on time. So this is still going to work out. Somehow it's still going to work out. So then 10 minutes later, he came and he said, oh, it's actually done a few minutes ahead of schedule. And I thought, huh, isn't that interesting? I decided to change my thought from a lack-based, of course, this isn't working out this is terrible. Oh my gosh, it's the end of the world to, okay, somehow this is still going to work out. I started turning back to my optimistic self and then it ended up working out. And then we got home and I managed to get him to practice probably only about three minutes late. So that worked out well. And then I also forgot that I had scheduled a mammogram appointment last night at eight So my thought was, because of spring break and such a disrupted schedule, I hadn't been to the gym. I usually go to the gym four or five days a week. I hadn't been to the gym in like a week and a half. So it was really bad. I was was, uh, also feeling antsy and grouchy and out of sorts because I wasn't exercising. And so I thought to myself, as I was being possessed... When I drop Brady off tonight, I need to go to the gym. And then the the imaging center called to see if I could come in a few minutes early. And I had totally forgotten that I was tr- supposed to go there at 8 o'clock. And I said, well, I'll come as early as I can. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to ruin my ability to go to the gym. But then as I was driving home, I thought, you know what? His practice goes until 9. My mammogram appointment is at 8. Even if I don't get done till 8.30, I'm still going to go to the gym. Even if I can only go for 10 or 15 minutes, I'm still going to move my body. So I ended up getting to the mammogram appointment. So there you go. Positive thinking, right? Optimistic thinking. I was changing those thoughts. 
I get to my mammogram appointment about 10 minutes early. They get me right in. I think I was the last person. It was quick, quick, quick. And I ended up, and the gym is right across the street from the imaging center. I ended up getting to the gym at 8.05, which gave me a solid 35 minutes to work out before I had to leave and go pick up my son. So it was after, after I got on the elliptical machine and did some of the machines and stuff, that's when the, the angry beast finally and fully left my body. When I left the gym, I was right back to my old self. So I was possessed by aliens for about seven hours. But I realized that I need some alone time. I am more on the introverted side. I need some alone time to kind of recharge my batteries. When it's spring break, I get no alone time naturally. I have to carve it out for myself. But someone's always home, someone's always with me, and I'm never alone. And then I'm not usually good about scheduling the alone time in until halfway through the week because I forget. So I have to get better with that. But anyway, I knew I had to have my alone time and my gym time. So when I was leaving the gym, I was really aware that I felt so much better. And I know that the hormonal episodes usually go, they, they end after a few hours usually. And I got some alone time at the gym and I got to work out. And, and then last night I made sure to go to bed earlier than I normally do so that I could get a nice good night's sleep before today. And today I wake up and I'm totally back to myself. No possession by aliens, no foreign invaders, everything is good. But I wanted to share this with you to show you, well, for a few reasons. Number one, I've worked really hard to get to where I am. And even for me, it's not perfect. I'm not perfectly happy every day, all day. But I have worked really hard to get to know myself as well as I can and so I recognize when things are out of balance and then I figure out what needs to be done to help myself and then I also wanted to illustrate how important your your thoughts are in terms of coloring your experience of the world of your day of your life when you have negative lack-based thoughts it just makes everything it's like you're looking through gray glasses just makes everything bleak and yuck. When you have an abundance mindset and abundant thoughts and positive thoughts, it's it's just like a cloudy day versus a sunny day. It just changes your experience of your life. And so self-care, positive thinking, and getting to know yourself, those are such important things to living your best life and particularly being the best parent you can be. When you're stressed and frazzled and anxious and spread too thin and worried and all those things, you just can't possibly show up as the parent you want to be. I wasn't showing up as the parent I wanted to be yesterday, but my kids at least know. I know enough to warn them that I'm in that bad state of mind and to kind of give me some space. But they know that we're not showing up as well as we could when we're like that. And they deserve much better. So I wanted to share that little um, 
human story with you to tell you you're not alone when you have struggles like that and to let you know if you're having a hard time breaking out of that, if you're stuck in a rut like that, reach out to me. I'd be happy to help you work through it. All right. I think that is quite long enough because I'm oh almost at 30 minutes and I like to keep you guys a little shorter than that. So I hope you've gotten some good value out of this episode and that wraps it up. Wherever you are in this world, I hope you make it a pleasant, peaceful, joyful day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.